Welcome to What The Fit, a podcast about what it means to be fit, whatever the fuck that means. I'm your host, Christelle Rubio, and I'm helping to share the stories of cool people doing cool shit, from fitness trainers to wellness coaches, entrepreneurs, and entertainers. We'll hear the behind-the-scenes journey, all the different ways we can take care of ourselves, and of course, we'll answer and explore the big question of, what does being fit mean to you? Welcome to What the Fit, a podcast about what it means to be fit, whatever the fuck that means. I'm your host, Chrissy, and today joined by none other returning guest, Madeline Fenning from City Beat, investigative reporter for City Beat. Hello, Madeline. We just had to have you back. Hello. Thank you. I'm so happy to be back. Um, seriously, I feel very at home in your home. Good. It's, you should. <laughs> it's very cozy, and so this is a treat. I'm so happy. Um, we had such a well reception. Well, you were so well received mm -hmm. last time. And so we had to like bring you back. And I want to make this a regular thing. The girlies need to know what's mm -hmm. going on. Oh, I actually, after the last podcast was published, my friend who lives in like Northern Ohio, Ben uh -huh. in Sandusky, he posted a, a picture and it was like that from that movie Life Size. Remember with Tyra Banks? Yes. She's like with, a so Barbie. Barbie. Yeah. Yes, of course. And it's her standing in front of like um, a desk. I hope I hope this is who I'm thinking of. I think it's Tyra Banks. Um, but she's standing in front of a desk that just says information really big. And it uh, and it just said something like Madeline talking on this podcast. Yes. And it was like me just being yes. like, here's all of this information. Yes, truly. Yeah. That's, so that's what it feels that like. That is what we need. Mm -hmm. I, I thought it was so great. I love to being able to, like it's your stories are wonderful and you're a really powerful writer. But sometimes you just need to like hear the deeds. Yeah. Absolutely. Like we, you know, and to be able to like have a conversation around it and be able to ask questions and kind of like dig a little deeper. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's totally necessary. I also um, have to like thank you and show gratitude because a girly who like f has been following you as a journalist s listened to the podcast, like once she saw that she, you had posted about it and then she like is now like loving the podcast oh, she's gonna good. like do she's been if you have seen the video editing that I've been able to do for my virtual recording she is the mastermind behind that oh, that's awesome yes she's been helping me so much she's super talented I like love the internet I just do like truly and like yeah. she reached out and she was like I can help with the video and I was like oh my god yes let's get coffee like she's truly like heaven send cherub guardian angel and it's that. because she is like such a fan of yours oh my gosh Wait, who is what's her name Caroline Caroline okay I'm gonna I, I wish I would have asked because now I'm gonna feel like an asshole if I don't recognize her immediately I'm not sure I'm not sure if you know each other or if she has just been following your work Honestly, um, I'm, I'm I can't remember if she said that you actually met, but I'll show you her her yeah. profile. She's so sweet. I'm She's one of those people cute. where I'm I, I'm horrible out, with Karen. names, but I can never forget someone's like face or even like their icon on yeah on, IG. on anything. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's sure. that's what I operate off of. Mostly. For sure, but yeah, so like just like the community's coming together. Oh, I love that. I know it's so great. Um, so yeah, we've got a couple like hard hitting news stories to talk mm -hmm. about and then yeah. we'll end on like a little bit of a lighter note. Yeah. So what's been going on? Like what's the buzz? What's the beat of the city? Yeah. So there's been, uh, there's a lot of, uh, heavier stuff that's been happening lately. Um, uh, one of the 
the larger, more, you know, uh, task oriented things I did was sitting down with the mayor to really dig in and talk about Norfolk Southern, this sale of our own railway, because, um, I don't know, you know, how much you know about that, but when it was first announced in, um, in late 2022 was in October, uh, there was not a lot of, there was some, some buzz around it. It was a big deal the way that they announced it. I mean, it was like at union terminal, they had, um, all like tons of former Cincinnati mayors, like all lined up basically to show force of like, we support this. This is a good idea. This needs to happen. Um, it was, it was, it was a big deal when it was announced, but even though it was a big deal, most people, general people were like, wait, what is this thing? That no. We yeah. Have? No, I no, didn't know. No idea. Yeah. It was, no idea. It but was, you sat down the mayor one-on-one yeah. and did this interview. Fucking yes. So you. we Look were, I was like, cause I was like, you know, there's this thing. It's complicated. It's this yeah. thing that we did not know that we had before, which is our own railway, our own. And it's just like a single Cincinnati's railway. Yes. It's, and it's the, we're the only city that's ever owned our own railway that goes over like a state line, right? That is okay. multiple states. And it's been that way for a very long since time. Like since like the 1800s. Mm-hmm. And so, and ever since uh, we've, we constructed it and it goes from Cincinnati to Chattanooga. To Chattanooga, Tennessee. Mm-hmm. So it's like just a, just a like a route, almost yeah. like a highway, but it's a train track. Yep, absolutely. And it's Cincinnati's. Mm-hmm. It's okay. ours. It's always been ours. However, we have always leased, leased it, it to Norfolk Southern. Oh, okay. Always. They've so it's always just like been we the own the railroad. Yep. We own the railroad. What was it used before? Do it, you know? It was the, this is truly what it was intended for all along. They wanted it's to just always lease been it commercial. Out. It's okay. always been so that way, you know, the whatever rail carrier would end up using it. In this case, it was Norfolk Southern. It always has been. You know, they pay us yeah. a huge lump sum every year for this lease, and it's been renewed on a twenty-five. So it's a twenty-five-year lease. Holy right? shit! So yeah. Cincinnati just like the city of Cincinnati one day was just like we're going to build this railroad mm-hmm. and people are going to pay us to use it. They just yeah. it's like an investment. Yeah, almost. and it was okay. like at that time it was a very big deal. And, yeah, and. With the way that, you know, where the power in the economy was at yes. that time and, and continue to be afterward for a long time, it was a it's smart move. It was yes. a very smart, very industrious move. Um, and it has given us $25 million annually um, in order to, to lease this rail line to Norfolk Southern. However, because it is renewed on a 25-year cycle, yeah. we are now upon that that. Oh. End of that current lease term. Okay. And so because we're in such a huge budget deficit, mm. the mayor was like, look, we we need to find new ways to pay for our roads, to pay for our existing infrastructure, specifically infrastructure. Mm-hmm. Um, anything from a fire station that is, is in desperate need of a repair, yeah. potholes. We all know yeah. about potholes, how yeah. horrible they are. Um, bus stops. I mean, anything. Yeah. Um, parks is like another big one. Uh, he was saying we're running out of money to do that. Okay. And in order to be able to afford the, you know, how inflation is making everything more expensive yes, in order I to know. be able to afford this, <laughs> we're going to need more than what we're getting from Norfolk Southern. But Norfolk Southern was telling, uh, Cincinnati that they were like, we're not going to increase. In fact, we, we don't want to continue, continue to pay this much at all. For oh, they want lease. a discount. They're like, it, they're like, it's just going to be better for us to buy, to buy it. And so the city and Norfolk Southern have been in talks, uh, for a, a while now. And that's the thing is that one of the big criticisms that when the, the sale 
or the sale agreement uh-huh. was announced mm-hmm. in late October or late uh, 2022 was that a lot of the talks, you know, some were saying like happened behind closed doors. Like there was not really an opportunity to shop around for other Buyer, potential yeah, buyers. Yeah, exactly. And so that wasn't something that really was on anyone's radar that that was happening. And so when all of a sudden it was announced, it was like the deal is done. We have already decided okay. that this is the de- the terms that we've agreed upon. And so then from there, the, uh, the decision, the next step went to the state legislature who needed, because it's such a big deal that they had to tweak some laws in order to make it so that um, basically so that the funds that would be generated from this, which would be $1.6 billion. This, they're going to sell it. Like yeah. they're getting, they're, they're now. They're like, we're going to sell it to you, to okay. Norfolk Southern. And so they're like, we're going to sell it to you for $1.6 billion. That will be an existing principle that we won't touch. And we're going to live off of the interest that we get from investing that lump sum. And the interest based on their like financial forecasting and right. whatnot, they say is going to generate 50 to 70 uh, million a year versus the twenty five million the 25. that okay. we get, right? So that's what they're saying is the that's that's the the situation, and that is without touching the one point six billion principle. So yeah, that, so the idea is that it will always be there. Yeah, it'll just like yeah, exactly. This we just won't own it, but we're still generating yes. a yearly. So when that was announced, there was the the big backlash to that was mostly people a. People mostly at that point in time were like figuring out like, hold on a second. We own what? Yeah. And we're going to do, wait, what with it? Like, yeah. let me play catch up here. Yeah, totally. Um, and it was kind of like, I'm finding out I have this thing. And now you're telling me that I'm not, not going to have, have this thing. I like, never knew I had it in the first yeah. place. But now that I don't have it. Uh-huh. Now I, now I have opinions and questions, and, which is itchy. totally yeah. fair. Yeah. Um, and then East Palestine happened. Right. So then the so these so the sale was like we're we're selling this mm-hmm. before this catastrophic event occurred to exactly. the 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 business that we're uh-huh. selling at it that to. point the biggest hurdle that was foreseeable for this sale before East Palestine was getting the state legislature to to tweak the terms um, that, uh, to allow this city to say that the money that will be generated from this one point six billion dollars this interest that will be spent that the it can only be spent on existing infrastructure. Nothing new. Nothing new, nothing Why? experimental. Um, because when, when I did sit down with the mayor to talk about it, he was saying that our biggest, like, Achilles heel, like, in our budget right now is our, like, capital expenditure, our, our maintaining of the salt on the roads, the parks, the things that are kind of, like, they keep the lights on type of, mm-hmm. of things. And he was saying that it was more sustainable long-term to make sure that if you're going to have something that has that level of like a safety net yeah that it would be something that we know we're always going to have now that doesn't mean that like money will never be spent on newer things like expanding transport modes of transportation to things like rail like or like passenger rail or better bike lanes or things like that I mean I it it, those dollars kind of come from other places it seems but this is more so like and, and and what's interesting is that the spending the money on the things that you already have means that, for instance, like if there's a um, a library that you want to build, you can't use the money to build a new library that uh. wasn't there before. But if there's a library, An that, existing library, exactly, and that doesn't mean that you have to repair that you have to use the bricks that are there and repair it. You can tear it down and build a new one, which but we it, are doing, right? Yeah, yeah. but it's like. 
but it has to have been like that's the you're like yes. going one for one. Yeah. You're going one for one on these things. Can I ask why do they care what we spend the money on in the first place? Why does that have to be regulated? The state legislature? Yeah. Yeah, like why are they saying you can only spend it on existing? Like why if it's so ours, this, actually why the it... city was the one telling the state, like, we want to make it legal for us to say that this can only be spent on this. Okay. You know, and so that way down the line there could be no mayor or new city council that would be like, We're gonna vote to change the way we spend this money that uh-huh. we are generating from our Norfolk Southern interest. Okay. Um, and also uh then there it goes to a vote. So after it goes out of the state legislature, it has to go to a ballot vote where the citizens of Cincinnati uh-huh. decide whether we sell this railway. Oh, ultimately. Ultimately. It's, yeah. It's up to it's, us. Ultimately, it's up to us. So those were the biggest hurdles that were foreseeable before East Palestine. When yeah. East Palestine happened, the entire conversation changed. The entire hangups that everyone had, and very understandably so, completely shifted. Everyone knew at that point who Norfolk Southern was, yeah. you know, or they were being introduced to who they were and their all their longstanding problems. And everyone was freaking out. And everyone's like, I don't want to sell our precious, unique railway that we own. And we were like, makes us so different from the rest of the country to the people who have like ruined a village and like this very public and and, and infuriating are kind of known way. now for having like not so great practices yes. and like this wasn't truly though one time accident that was like right. totally unforeseeable mm-hmm. and they didn't know it was coming oh my god shocker like yeah I they mean, are not totally keeping up with their the proper standards no i mean they yeah. have civil war era brake systems yeah like <laughs> And they lobby. Like, this is not a joke. Yeah, they Civil War they're era. from the Civil War, <laughs> and they lobby against updating them. They to the government. They lobby Why? against money. Money. It's money. It always is going to be money. Um, they also there's actually after um, there's there's a lot of. Things that factored into why the train derailed in East Palestine. Um, there, I mean, there's there's the I think it's a wheel bearings, something about yeah. those being worn down, and then this box that like detects like the heat of like that area of the train, which if it like heats up to a certain degree, it's indicative of okay, we got a problem, we need to stop and yeah. figure out before something bad happens. Like it wasn't set up to actually detect like the problem area that ended up causing it to derail. Also, there's a, there was an amazing ProPublica article that came out um, a while ago that talked about how trains also are getting longer, like the n- number of cars uh-huh. that they have like lined up uh-huh. is, I mean, for other cost squeezing reasons, is getting longer, yeah. and that makes train derailments both more possible sure. and more dangerous because then you just they just pile up. Yeah, right? makes sense. And so, um, of course, the what caused the train to derail in East Palestine, and then also how they handled how they handled it, how they handled it, not only in the in the immediate but in the long run. I mean, just they can't win i mean like norfolk southern is like they're just been in the public opinion they are just like the official boogeyman yeah like what is Mm -hmm. it though when i i think of like old railroad money i think Mm -hmm. sinister oh like i just feel like i just like Like a mustache and like tying someone to a railroad track and you just something shady's going on with the money coming from railroad with railroads in general like Mm -hmm. wasn't it what's the old railroad money family is that the rockefellers yeah right that's what i'm thinking yeah yes exactly you're thinking corruption yes i mean yeah it, it kind of has there's like that feeling of that through line, I think, yeah, big time. But I'm, now we have also at the simultaneously, there's all these railroad workers right. who are, you know, trying to uh, 
basically make clear like, hey, listen, we have been saying that these are problems like we're overworked, we're underpaid, we are working exhausting long hours into Mm -hmm. the night, we don't see our families, like we aren't, uh, you know, like there's, there's a lot of stories I saw where people were talking about how they can't, they just can't even break, like to even give them the chance to stop the train is just the, their opportunities just getting like fewer and fewer and fewer because it takes longer to break. It's more dangerous to break. And so it's just, it's rough. It's it's like, yeah, it's giving, it's like this like weird snapshot of the past, but it's like Mm -hmm. now today. Oh yeah. Like the railroad does feel like the last kind of like remnant of like old America. Yeah. You know, like it was the way we expanded. It was our means of transportation. It at one time was like this huge new technology. Mm -hmm. And now it feels like, oh my God, we're, we're dealing with this now. I know. And I think what that was so interesting looking into this because I, I learned that, oh, well, one of the reasons why you know, well, one, the highways, when it comes to big semi-trucks everywhere, there's just not enough room to take everything that would be yeah. on rail lines and also put I mean, it on I mean, I love a railroad, too, just to say, like, oh, no. to, to travel, like, in Europe by oh, rail. Oh, God. I mean. Amazing. I took the train from um, Portland to Seattle, and it was a beautiful, it was, like, 60 bucks. Oh, my God. And stop. it was beautiful. I, it was, like, such a nice, easy way to travel. You comfortable seats. I you so get- badly just want to get, like, especially, like, one of those, like, little, like, when you have those, like, little rail car booths or yes. anything. Uh, I just, like, want to take I want Gus a trolley car to come just, around and, like, give him yes. snacks. Oh, my God. I know. it's It feels like you're just in this, like, Harry Potter, Wes Anderson. Yeah, like, exactly. Wild, I know. Wild West. I know. And honestly, and hopefully, you know, we're going to be expanding that in the U.S. That's something that I'm, like, if we could just take all of like our a high effort. Like, sp- yeah. Yeah, we need like a high speed rail through I know. to Columbus, to, to Cleveland, yes. just and up the state. The mayor made clear in our interview that, because one of the questions that people had when I went into this interview is uh-huh. that they asked him, because they were like, well, if we sell this railway, the Cincinnati Southern Railway, if we sell it to Norfolk Southern, are we going, is that like lessening our opportunity to have passenger rail? And, you know, he's like basically saying, no, we, we yeah. that's a separate thing. We, yeah, that's what I would think. But also it, it's like, I don't really know anyone who's going to want to go to like Queensgate Yard where there's like track after track after track of commercial rail and then just like hop on one that's like yeah. right in the middle and be like, right. I'm going to Chattanooga. Now, granted, yeah. I love Chattanooga. It is a vibe. But yeah, yeah. I think that uh, the, the the passenger rail question is definitely one that I think still props up in this discussion because it's also people want to be able to spend the money that would come from this sale right. on things that are more indicative of the future. But yeah. the truth is that we just have, we do have so many things that are still needing to be paid for that we can't yeah. pay for. Like, right. We got to like take care of our own house yeah. first before we're starting to like go out in the neighborhood. And so when I, uh, I sat down with America's, I was like, look, we need to talk about how, you haven't made like a renewed pitch to voters since East Palestine happened. And I think people it's, it's, it, you need a new pitch cause it's now it's a new question. It's a new game. Yeah. It's everyone- and so the thought is right. Like, okay, we're giving up this like almost like precious, beautiful mm-hmm. beachfront home and the tenants that are coming in are nasty and gross and could potentially like yeah. mistreat yeah. our gorgeous gem of they're, a house. They're going to lay down like, gr- like ashy gray, uh, plank, flooring on top of the natural hardwood yeah 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 that's what we're afraid of exactly yeah okay so uh but if they pay us a lot of money for uh that house how much do we care exactly (laughs) and so I I asked him I was like okay so the big big thing here is people are scared what happens if Norfolk Southern owns our railway and he's like here's the thing 
they're gonna own it no matter what, or they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna be on it no yeah, matter yeah, yeah, what. Yeah, 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 like yeah. there's they're yeah they're, they're leasing or owning it. They're, they're leasing on or it. owning it. They're on it, and they have if the vote fails, which is they haven't set a date for the vote yet, but it's probably gonna be in November. But okay. they it's not set in stone yet. Uh, if the lease fails or the sorry the the vote fails, they have the right to sign resign the lease for another twenty five years, and they basically have already like as a part of the agreement said that is what we are doing we are they're availing themselves to that so we'll have them for another 25 years no matter what after that they don't have to according to the mayor after that they don't have to re-sign with the 25 million that we've been doing normally that an independent arbiter will come in and value the railroad and it will be for less than the 25 million and they will be able to sign at that number so we'll get even less. Okay. Is what he's saying. Yeah. And then if uh, the vote, if it does go through, the Norfolk Southern will kind c- of continue doing like nothing will really change, like as far as their operation goes. Yeah. Um, and who controls it or who regulates it, like if it's uh, like who's in charge of making sure that things are done properly on mm-hmm. the railroad is federal government. It's never mm. been us. Yeah. It will never be us. It's also never been Norfolk Southern, nor will it never be them. It's always been federal. Mm. Now, uh, Norfolk Southern has worked relentlessly to lobby to the federal government to yes. loosen restrictions in their favor. However, I mean, there are there is bipartisan support from our state legislators i mean jd vance for wherever that credit might be due yeah right and then uh you know sherry brown they are looking they are working on you know efforts to try and hold norfolk southern accountable not only for what happened in east palestine but also just ongoing regulation they say Mm -hmm. um so i think that potentially the east palestine situation might have woken a lot of people up to the the really shitty tendencies of some rail companies to and it's not just norfolk southern like this yeah. is an across the board thing right uh to to lobby in their own interest and against the interest of others um so that is that is that is something to i guess keep an eye on but i think that there's a, a lot of fear that this would pre- be perceived of voters as a deepening of the relationship between cincinnati and norfolk southern and i asked the mayor about that and he said let me see if i can pull up his exact quote because he was very decisive about that. So I asked him, you know, does this mean that we're partnering further, deepening a partnership with Norfolk Southern? And he said, it's just the opposite. He said, we're separating from Norfolk Southern right. entirely. Right. He said, so after this, it's either having another 25-year relationship with North- Norfolk Southern or it's separating entirely and not only shoring And like up, collecting our bag and moving collecting on. Collecting our bag and moving on. Yeah. <laughs> he also says that... Um, it helps to shield us from litigation because yeah. he says if basically he's like, if there's a, if an East Palestine thing were to happen here, right. God forbid. If we own the railway where that happens right. on, he says we're more likely to be sued. You're now, right. when I put that point out there on Twitter, after I published the story, I did have some folks in my, in my mentions kind of questioning that a little bit. Okay. What were they questioning? Well, basically saying that the, the current lease terms have language that, that might suggest that we are not liable. Because people on Twitter happens. know the current lease terms. Oh, people on Twitter, honestly, <laughs> are like my, um, my editors in chief squared. Like okay. Sometimes, well, that's I nice. Swear. Yeah, yeah, it's great. Um, but it's, it's uh, basically the mayor essentially sort of likened it to like if you know you're if someone falls in your house that you yeah. own right you know yeah. they can come for you but if you don't own the house like right. it's not 
it's, it's not my problem. It's not coming on you. Yeah. So um, ultimately, it, I think that the the real sentiment as far as safety goes from the mayor's perspective was if you are upset about safety, you know, we need to, to maintain that awareness and push for better federal regulation of the railroads. Right. But it, also good luck because yeah. you have a huge railroad I mean, lobbying for what they want. So. Well, it's, it's one of our oldest, deepest industries. And yeah. if it's not happened yet, then yeah. honestly, I don't think it's going to be something like East Palestine. Right. That's going to, to fix that. I know, unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, so I, I mean, I asked the mayor, like, what's, uh, you know, his feelings on the way that the state legislature, when they went to go approve the the terms so that it could go to the ballot for us, they, it was, they that went at, that happened after East Palestine. Right. So the legislatures, they were like, okay, so things have changed. Things are different now. Um, at, and I didn't know this, but before it went to the legislature, it wasn't going to say Norfolk Southern's name on the ballot. It was just going to, I think, say the buyer or something okay. like that. Okay. Um, so now when you go to vote, when this happens, it's uh-huh. going to say that the it's going to have Norfolk Southern's name on there so you know that this is who we are selling it to. And they did that because they want voters to know since it's such in the public domain now yeah. who Norfolk Southern is and what they've done, I they want that. people to know. They're not trying to hide anything. Right. Yeah, I understand that. Yes. Um, and so I asked the mayor if that kind of, if that scared him, if that freaked him out. And he, he doesn't seem to be nervous by that. He just thinks it's his job to to let people know what the yeah, transparency standards are. Yeah. He wants to, he thinks it's on him. And I, I also asked, cause I, I was like, well, here's the thing. Like the city of Cincinnati is not who derailed the train in East Palestine. It was not you, Aftab Pureball, who derailed yeah. a train in East Palestine. It was Norfolk Southern. So what level of responsibility do they have to convince voters that this sale is a good idea? Because they're on the receiving end of this sale. Like they're, they're, yeah. they're half of it, you know? Right. Um, and he, you know, obviously invited me to go ask them, which I am working on trying to lock down an interview with the Norfolk Southern people as like a part two to this. Um, But he ultimately views it as his responsibility to convince voters that this is in their best interest, that if this is some, if they don't like Norfolk Southern, that this is the best thing that we can do because this is like us breaking up with them. This is like our divorce. Yeah, I see that. I feel that. Mm -hmm. Are there, what's the opposition saying? Just like we... A lot of the people I've seen online, uh, I think it's just it's it's two things. It's just it's just a really deep seated mistrust of Norfolk Southern, and yeah. also I think some people don't want to necessarily reward Norfolk Southern for yeah, you know I what I mean, that, like with a big deal. I know they're going to be there anyway they're for another twenty five anyway. years. Like, sometimes you just got to remove the emotion from it. I know, and I think that Look, I, I own the prize. I, I think that I own a new library. Yeah, I a, want new a new library. library. <laughs> I want to make sure that I can get up my road like in yeah, the winter. Right. I I had a, at one point I was interviewing the chief of police for a story uh, in January I think it was and I had to reschedule because I could not get my car. The roads up were the road. so bad this year. Oh, I mean I know bad. we didn't have a lot of snow and there was only maybe one or two times, but it was like not it was terrible. Yeah, it for was days so bad. they didn't do anything. Yeah, and I ended up taking out of my trunk. I was like a bag of grill pellets because Logan had like oh, a smoker God. grill. And I thought maybe I can get some traction because I yes. was like, I took me forever to schedule this interview. I cannot miss this. Yeah. I was also, I still needed to drop Gus off to the sitter of on the course. way. So I had a screaming baby in the back. Of I'm course. pouring 
grill pellets on my yeah. like, in front of my car to try to get to work. It did nothing. Yeah, yeah, no. And then the rest of the week, it just looked like it looked really bad. It looked like a huge pile of like wet rabbit food in the yeah. street. And yeah, it was awful, yeah, yeah. But. Like we got to think about we got to think about ourselves a little bit. We do. Like I get it, but also yeah, and I, I think that it's uh, you know. I, Norfolk Southern, I believe, and I, I, I don't want to say for sure because right now I need to, I don't know the number, like the exact number off the top of my head, but this wouldn't be the only rail line that they own in no, Queen's sure. Yard. Right. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's, Norfolk Southern's always going to be in our backyard. They're always going to be going up and down our railroad, which if, if, and when you think that, if that brings anxiety to your brain, like I absolutely get that. Um, and I think that, I think it's, I think it's worth looking into. I don't want to yeah. say like definitively, like as like, you know, the reporter covering this of like, you should vote for it or you shouldn't. But I do think that there's a lot, it's a lot more to it than we initially thought when yeah. uh, East Palestine happened and we were like, fuck this. We do not want Norfolk Southern to own our shit. That's not happening. I think that there is a little bit more to it than that. However, yeah. I do also think that the way that the, the deal that how it was being negotiated Behind closed doors, more or less, right, right, right? right? It didn't exactly give us a chance to feel like a part of it. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. And, and I think never, that's important. That is important, for sure. Like, at work all the time, we are always kind of taught and encouraged. Like, if you're making a change for a large number of people, bring those people into the conversation. Yeah. Very, even if you know what the outcome is going to be, mm-hmm. make them feel like they have some sort of seat at the table, their voices are heard, they're a part of it, because then when the change happens, it's like change management 101. Mm-hmm. Then they feel like they've been a part of it. Okay, we know what's going on. It's not just being brought to us and fed to us. Like, we well, were a part and of this. it's like if this were, now I'm sure, like, obviously we didn't know when they were, when they were debating the, you know, terms of the, of the deal, they didn't know East Palestine was going to happen. Yeah. Um, but, but still, like, why would, yeah. But couldn't. also, like, I, and this is, I'm also requesting an interview with members of the board to have a, another follow up uh-huh. to this interview where I, I want to know you know, in those conversations were the civil war air breaks a discussion? Like were, is there any, like it would be if like, I feel like if, if in my mind, I think if we were to edit this deal before it could go to the voters, which is not an option at this point, um, if we were to edit it, it would be to put safety, you know, measures in there of like, Hey, you got to do this. You got to do that. You have to make sure that there's changes being made. But that's another thing is that we can't do that. And that's the federal government. Yeah. And it's, yeah, it's, it's one of those things where I think some people think that there has to be one good best option, but it's like, if we're, if we're deciding between two shitty things, we're deciding between two shitty things. Yeah. 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 And that is just how it is sometimes. Question for you. Like when you're talking about trying to get an interview with Norfolk Southern and you're trying to get an interview with the board, like, what does that process look like? Are you literally like emailing, calling, like they're not responding to you. You just keep doing it. Do you have to try to get like an an angle in like sometimes it depends. Well, I I guess like a really good thing I can compare it to is when I've been doing ongoing coverage of the Amazon labor union, uh, situation at KCVG. Um, I, it took a, a little while in the beginning because I'm, you're kind of like waving your hands being like, Hey, look at me. I'm, you know, and especially being city beat, we're not, we're not like a yeah. huge publication. Right, right, right. Um, so I have to, you know, kind of wave my arms a little bit harder, I think. But then it's really about just like developing that one contact who you can reliably like go to. Yeah. And someone who, if you can, um, you know, just like I have this contact at Amazon where if I have any questions about anything that's happening, I let her know. And if she doesn't, 
email me. I call her. If she doesn't answer my call during the day, I call her at dinner time. And yeah. she, some, I've talked to her before where she's like, I'm breastfeeding my baby. She's breastfeeding her baby. And yeah. we're talking about what I'm requesting. It's kind of, I think that just so being... you need like a source. You need to get the source. Yeah, yes. Yeah. And it's, but with interviews like this where it's it's a little bit less about trying to get the, the, the perspective of a corporation and more about mm-hmm. trying to get uh, a person, like, on the on the record, like someone from the board, the Cincinnati Southern Railway board, yeah. like these are the exact people who have yeah. made these terms and made these dis, you know decisions. So I think it's it's about trying to figure out, okay, am I going to try to get word from everyone on the board, or am I picking one person? And is it like, am I going to let them pick that person for me, or do I want to try to really push to make sure it's you know one specific yeah. voice? And so yeah, it's just kind it of getting a sense hard. for what they want and getting a sense for what I want and trying to meet in the middle. Yeah, it sounds a really difficult task. It I don't be. know if I would be good at it. I feel like if some, like someone didn't respond, like, okay, I guess they don't <laughs> want to talk to me. Like, I don't want to press it. Like, oh, I, don't I know. Be I, I've, you have to be annoying. It's be so annoying. Oh. And it's, it, you, you kind of get numb to it, but yeah. also it can be disheartening and, and exhausting because if I can't tell you how many times, I think in my sleep I could type, just bumping this back to the top of your inbox. Yeah, of course. <laughs> I could do course. that in my sleep. Like, just so. a little reminder, following up here. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. basically. Oh man. So, so that was that was my uh, most. Well, that's super interesting, and I'm so glad I know all of this now. Yeah. Because then, when the vote does come in November, I can feel like way more educated, and hopefully, I can way get more, more clarity educated. from Norfolk Southern from yeah. the board to try to you know. I mean, it's it's one of those things where I I feel there's a part of me that feels like uncool to say that. The you know the, well, the the mayor has some points here because I sometimes I never want to feel like I'm like totally um, buying into what politicians are saying, but sure. also at the same time I'm like this it is my of, job to weigh yeah. these facts and yeah it's it does seem a little straightforward to me because like again when we're thinking about we need this money we mm-hmm. are in a budget deficit mm-hmm. this money is going to go towards really great things that we want and need. And so then that just like really changes the conversation. Well, and I think that having our being like the mayor really emphasized being separate from the rail, the commercial rail industry and that he would rather us focus on a keeping the lights on here, but also then we can focus on expanding with, you know, he talks about how we're working with Amtrak to try to get those, the the three C's, the Columbus, Cleveland, Cincinnati, those connections going. Um, I just, so it's, cool. I, I know, I, I can't tell you how much time and headache that would save me to be able to just like hop in oh on a God, train same. and we, we can go see Logan's family and go see yep. all my friends in Columbus. Yeah. My sister's in Columbus. Mm-hmm. Like it would, oh, it would be so I'd nice. be able to actually like, we'd both be able to like work on our computers yes. and get things done. Oh my God. It'd be amazing. Yes. But save the traffic and uh-huh. just like, oh. Yeah, so we'll have to see. I'm gonna, hoping that much more clarity is brought from a conversation with Norfolk Southern and the board, and then by the time I'm done speaking to everyone, that there's, I hopefully I want to put together potentially a, a, a physical cover for City Beat uh, that yeah. kind of sums everything up all cool. together that people can use as a resource a to guide. decide how yep. they want to vote either way. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's your job. Here's the facts. Mm-hmm. Here's what we've got. Here's the perspectives. You decide. Yeah. Not up to me. Yeah. Love it. Okay, what's our next story? Well, also, still in City Hall here and still somewhat involving the mayor, but I was uh, at City Hall on Tuesday for a a big, interesting press conference that is not very 
typical. Of so what how I'm did at this there. come about? Because I saw that your Instagram post, you were like, I didn't dress today for a press conference. <sighs> no, because <laughs> like, on, everyone else in local media gets word on things before me, to be honest with you. And it's not, it's, it's only because I'm still somewhat new into my position at City Beat. And uh-huh. so, uh, you know, it, I, I have developed good contacts with, you know, certain people in the mayor's office and whatnot. But if there's like a, something that's being organized by a specific council member, I might not get that heads up. Yeah. Um, and so in this case, it was like, uh, Tuesday, everyone else had found out about this on Monday, this press conference that was happening. And I at show City up to, Hall. At City Hall. I show up to work and I'm in like I'm in a multicolor. It was like, really cute. The striped <laughs> skirt. It wasn't what I would normally wear to City Hall, <laughs> but it was like this multicolored like rainbow skirt with I had like a cropped like vintage T-shirt. record yeah. tee yeah, on. Yeah, yeah. And like uh yeah. It's so anyway, I was like, all right, I just threw a jean jacket over that. I'm like, all right, grabbed the intern who also was not dressed to go to Very City Hall. Very city beat of you. I was like, we're gonna go <laughs> to City Hall, you're gonna come with me. And so, uh, yeah, we went and it was, it was very interesting. The, the room that we were in is normally what they're in. It's the room that, that they made the, the budget announcement in. It's like, it's a, it's a very common, uh-huh. uh, room for press conferences. Um, I don't think I've ever seen it that packed. It was very packed. And do you know like what is like, what's the topic? Like what so it's I, about? I knew, yes. When I was on my way in, I knew, and I knew that it was about the, uh, uh the city issuing an apology to the People, people of Cincinnati, essentially, what? but specifically the people who were uprooted from their homes in the West End in the 1950s in this, what's known as like this Kenyan bar section of the West End. And it was in order to expand I-75 and also the more industrial um, parts of Queensgate Yard. You know, like where if you're going around Queensgate over there, there's yeah. like... You know, it's you're kind of like, what are these big boxy buildings? And so it's, like, it's so industrial and it's weird. It's so over industrial, there. yeah. Yeah. So, um, but in that space where there is now the highway and where there's those industrial buildings, there used to be beautiful, like neighborhood. beautiful neighborhood. Absolutely. I mean, the pictures are just it's just like what you see in like OTR and other areas, like these gorgeous yeah. Italianettes and row houses and just, you know, wow. so interesting, so cool. Tons of them. And there was lots of businesses and churches, tons of churches. Um, and basically the city told everyone, you have 30 days. 30 days. To move out um, because we are tearing everything down uh, to build this highway. Um, and you're, we're, they, they told them at the time, like, we're going to get you set up. We'll, we'll find a place for you to go and oh, live sure. and whatever. And it never happened. Right. So uh, it really... Uh, it just destroyed a massive part of the economy for this population of people, mostly black families who were lost their businesses, lost their, you know, their homes. And in some cases that, you know, that they owned homes that they owned businesses and buildings that they owned. Would they, would they paid for them? I no. And You're so kidding. They, these people were absolutely just Fucked over. Like, shit out of luck. You own shit this out of home. Luck. It doesn't matter. We're taking it. And so they had to just oh start over. My and God. it was a part of a federal program to called Urban Renewal that oh, okay. targeted, quote, uh, I think the exact quote here is, let me see. Oh, yes. It was a, quote, slum clearance. Now, granted, the area was somewhat low income, but it had, it was a totally sustaining neighborhood businesses, families, people owning their homes. I mean, like it was, it was life. It was community. I mean, it's just like, what more can you say other than it's just like 
absolute and an absolute atrocity. It was a part of what was known as the 1948 Master Plan, which was this, I don't like the sound of that. I hate that. I hate the sound it's of it. It's giving Holocaust vibes. It's yeah, or like I don't slavery. Like it. It's just yeah, yeah, terrible. Yeah. Like nothing ever good ever comes from using the word master in yeah. anything you're doing. Or the, yeah, the, the, this idea of like. Like, we know better than you. Oh, absolutely. We, we've got this yes. figured out, this thing called life. And it was a part of this kind of F post-war effort to connect the suburbs to the downtown. And it was very precise the way that it was the lines were drawn and and who was going to be kicked out and, and what was going to happen. It was a very intricate, like, the government knew exactly what they were doing. Yeah, of absolutely. course. It was targeting. And, and, and the thing is that they could have, they could have done this in other parts. I mean, they didn't have to weave I-75 that way. They didn't have to, you know, they, right. they did it. They were like, well, there's this neighborhood. We don't care about them. We're just going to do this. So sure. they're probably thinking in their mind, oh, great. Kill yes. two birds with one stone. We'll clear out the neighborhood. We'll build a highway. Yes. It's and gross. so the, uh, the, the city basically issued this formal apology. And what was interesting is the way that the press conference was set up, it was set up in the way that, and felt like how the city normally announces like a new initiative or a new office or a new fund or like a new thing. But this was unique in that they made clear that this was truly a day that was being held for simply just the apology that and they wanted to bring the emphasis and the focus on that because they talked about how important it was to have that sort of like on the the public record that saying, hey, we are the city administration. We are, this is the council. I am the mayor. We are the city. And what that council, what that mayor, what they did was wrong. Like, and it came from this building and we're going to stand in this building and look at you and everyone and everything and talk about how wrong this was. The conversation about what they're doing to fix that absolutely was brought up and was discussed. Um, a lot of it was, you know, ongoing efforts that have been at play for for years. Um, pedestrian safety implementations, because I think a, another big part of that is when they uh, when they they way that they reconfigured the area is that it made it not no longer walkable. Right. 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 Yeah. So, that's not a part of town that no, you're, you're you wouldn't easily even think accessible. to do it. No. No. So making pedestrian safety implementations. Uh, uh, they got a federal raise grant, um, R-A-I-S-E, raise grant to bring money to what's known as like road diets to basically like minimize the amount of traffic mm. going through areas and then also to make it more bike friendly, make it more um, walkable friendly, to have more tree cover So because there's not a lot of like greenery, There's right? not over there. Um, it's a so, very mm -hmm. I mean, industrial it, it's, it's area. It's yeah. incredibly industrial. Yeah. Um, and so there was also like a $7 million investment to address areas of the Mill Creek corridor that have been impacted by the industrial pollution, yeah. um, supporting, they talked a lot about supporting the small locally owned businesses through like leverage support programs, which are, are doled out by the United way, um, things like that. And uh, also applying for HUD grants. I think it was other, uh, they're working to pursue a $50 million choice grant, uh, to revitalize the section of Lynn Street for mm. with new housing for you know all income levels yeah. things like that. So um, it, the the conversation about what they're doing to to fix it, but they also kind of admitted there's like there's there's really not a whole lot you can do. You to, already did it. Yeah, you are, like you. I mean, you can't take down 75 no. and rebuild the entire neighborhood. Like no. that's just not. It's unfortunately that's not on the table. No. Um, so I think it's, it, they also talked about how the, the long-term effects on the black community 
you know, are just, are just felt to this day because you just kneecapped people's ability to, to maintain and prosper and move up. I mean, even, right. uh, what was really fascinating was vice mayor, uh, Jan Michelle Kearney, she got up there and talked about how her dad was a doctor in that Kenyan bar West end neighborhood who had his medical practice there. He was like a, he was the kind of doctor that like everyone went to him and mm-hmm. he was very close to the community. And she talked about how, you know, growing up her whole life, he always talked about that office, like the, how special it was, how he had um, the circulatory system painted on the wall. Mm-hmm. And he had, you know, just like this great connection with the community and how he was forced out and he uh, had to go rebuild. And he moved, a lot of people moved to Avondale um, oh. there and he moved his practice to Avondale. And uh, they're just how he talked. She said he talked his whole, the whole rest of his life about how it was so special to be in that yeah. old neighborhood. And then uh, towards the end of the press conference, a man who was not necessarily, didn't seem to be slated to speak or didn't, people didn't know he was coming. He stood up and he was like, I just want to share my experience. I was, I lived in the, in that neighborhood. I was going to say, was there anyone there? Yeah, that there were that a few. Yes. Affected? And, and this man, Oscar Wright, he uh, stood up and started talking. And so they invited him to go up to the, to the podium and, uh, he actually said, your dad was my doctor, oh. and um, which was very cool. And he talked about how he, at the age of 13, was evicted from his home with his family. And he just recalled that experience. And I, I talked to him a little bit afterward, too. And it was interesting to hear him describe what it was like in those 30 days, yeah. that 30-day waiting period. He said that, um, you know, it was just confusion. Mm-hmm. And people, and he, his family was from Alabama, they had moved to Cincinnati and so they didn't really have the option to go and like be like, Hey, if there's a cousin or aunt or someone in a different neighborhood, we're just going to go stay with them. They were kind of like on their own. He was one of, uh, five kids. And so he, um, you know, in his family, they, they figured it out. They did end up going to Avondale as well. Um, they actually were in a, uh, a a house that was broken up into multiple small Mm -hmm. units, which is still the case in a lot of the houses there now. Um, but a lot of them were broken up into units to accommodate that overflow. Oh, that's um, so interesting. But they were, but he and his siblings all shared one bedroom, and they, they, the, his family shared one bathroom with three, four different floors of families. Yeah. Like it was tight. He said he described it as just existing. Yeah, like they were just existing. But those thirty days when they were waiting to go to that Avondale home, um, he said, you know, he would always be asking his parents. He, oh, it broke my heart. He was remembering to me he said I would ask them mother where are we going daddy where are we going they would just say we don't know yet and he said that there would be he said police and guards were his words that he used that would patrol the streets to basically remind people like hey you've got to go you've got to go you will be forcibly evicted if you do not go he said there was yeah he said there was he said every like moving truck in town was just constantly just like he said it was just he said it looked like an evacuation yeah i mean it is like, like, it is an evacuation like Imagine a like a hurricane your whole evacuation entire community your neighborhood everyone. everyone has to leave it was i think um let me i have the numbers here the numbers yeah, are yeah i was going to say absolutely do you know how many people crazy yeah so it was specifically i'm going to look here cuz i definitely don't want to get this wrong it was about Oop. 
So I know that it was 10,000 living units, right? Uh-huh. So like n- not 10,000 buildings, but right. units. So 10,000 units. And it was about, I, I want to say close to, yeah, tw- 2,800 buildings. So homes, businesses, churches, other things wow. like that. Um, a, it was a huge big. number. The number of people that were kicked out, it was about 25,000 people. Holy shit. Yeah, 25,000. 25,000 people, mostly black. Um, they were abruptly forced from their homes. Uh, there was, and uh, Vice Mayor Kearney, she said, you know, she was kind of estimating, but she said there was about 80 churches, about 90 barber shops, um, 50 or so clothing stores. I mean, tons and yeah. tons of restaurants and bars. Right. Just gone. Like, can you just imagine if we had business? there like yeah, where that area so that is different. so like negative space to us right yes, now it is you're right exactly yeah I can't it's imagine so, it's so interesting and I, I wonder why Avondale and it's it, it's interesting too just to look like the community of Avondale now and what mm-hmm. that's like like they're like a food desert over there mm-hmm. like that wasn't like they moved to somewhere that was like equal or no <laughs> like and, it never and yes and also it's this was a part of a so because this was a part of a federal program. This happened in other cities at the same time. Yeah. So this was something that was happening. I know um, when I was living in Austin, Texas, I remember hearing about something similar like this. Um, and I mean, it was they were just it was the Federal Highway Bureau. I think it was uh, they they were really pushing this. Yeah. They wanted to connect and expand highway transportation yeah. Yeah. as and much as possible. Right. So it, and actually there's a really great photo series that um, I was able to pull some photos from. It's at the Cincinnati Museum Center. Before the um, evictions happened, The I think it was the Cincinnati Museum Center, they tried to archive and like basically photograph as many like parcels like from that neighborhood as they could before they were torn down yeah and the photos are so interesting because it's a guy he's standing in front of whatever that parcel is like that home yeah that building he's like holding it's like a almost like a cue card it's like showing like Kenyon bar the date um and it looks like maybe the lot number but he'll stand he's standing there he's like looking at the camera and mind you there's like people around him there's like a woman on her porch there's two kids running down the street like you can't you see not just the photos of the buildings that are gone but you see life like you just see a normal neighborhood just that's doing its thing it's horrible so the city issued an, an official apology and there was a lot of people there. A lot of people were very supportive of it. I mean, there was a, one reporter who asked uh, if the city planned essentially to uh, apologize for building TQL Stadium. I mean, this is what I was getting at. Like, yeah. this is not – Cincinnati has a history of doing this. Mm-hmm. Like, this isn't – I mean, maybe it was the first time in the 50s, but then since then it's happened around OTR. In one way or another. Y- yeah. In one like, fashion or another. Yeah. And yes. I'm – and I, you know, not to go down that road. And obviously I live in OTR and I love being in OTR. I love the business and the, mm-hmm. you know, the economy there and the social aspect of it there. And that, you know, maybe might not have been possible had that not happened, but it's just like, is there a better way? Well, <laughs> I, yeah, I think <laughs> that there's a always way? a better yeah. option than uprooting someone from their, their whole home. family. Yeah. I mean, there's, I think that there's always going to be a better option for that. And I think that, um, the response was interesting in the room when, um, the, 
the reporter asked about TQL Stadium, I was honestly expecting people to kind of be sort of at least nodding in agreement. Because um, I know that when TQL Stadium was being built, that was something that was a it was a buzz. People were talking about, hey, this is hearkening back to... Where are they going to be displaced? Yeah. yeah, the West End situation. Um, but there was actually like a, a fair amount of like groans like from people who were there who are like very supportive of this apology happening. They were kind of like... I was hearing people in the background saying, like, that's not the same thing. It's not the same thing. And I think that Scotty Johnson, a uh, council member, when he responded to that, you know, he basically said, like, look, like, the whether or not the Cheekville Stadium thing was good or bad is not, like, why we're here yeah. today. Yeah, the, let's focus on. The, uh, there were people displaced from TQL. That was the way they went about that was a lot less um, – uh, abrupt. I mean, yeah. they were they actually paid people say, to, to, to leave. Yeah. Um, there were definitely, I think, still people who didn't want to go, and sure. it was not exactly. It was definitely not an easy situation for some people. Yep. Um, but he basically said, you know, comparing comparing that to what happened with this master plan is reducing what happened yeah. with that master plan. That was something that was so heinous and so horrible that trying to equate it to yeah. TQL makes it make, it doesn't make more of the TQL. It makes less of this. Yeah. Um, so it was, it was interesting. I, and I had heard on some level about all of this before, but I got to learn a lot more in depth about it for the story. And it makes me just want to, to read and gobble up more. If I could I know, that's sit a, down with, with, <laughs> with Oscar, I could talk to him all day. That's what I'm thinking hearing. That, like I love learning about Cincinnati history. Mm -hmm. I, I just love to hear about like how we, just like, you know, just the history, right? Like the well, transitions that led just to where we are today. Yeah. It was and such a big city it was, when it was right. old. And it was, I think it was There's like so a one much point, history. Yeah. Cincinnati was really like the first, like when I learned a lot about the water treatment plant, when I did a story, it was, yep. it, it was, it was less a, it was more a photo series and I just like provided a lot of context for these captions and an intro, but I learned about greater Cincinnati waterworks and how they're, they were like the big pioneers of water treatment. They right. they basically like learned how to cure typhoid yeah. and like, you know, the water supply and they developed, um, they've been developing methods of water treatment that other cities aren't even close to using yep. to this day. The um, federal government, which is going to try to re regulate the amount of PFAS known as like forever chemicals that are in the water. Um, they're, well, they're in everything. Yeah. But um, <laughs> we're, the, the main way that people get them in their system is through the water and so the federal government is going to start asking municipalities and, and water treatment centers across the country to start uh, finding ways to filter out some of those PFAS chemicals mm. and it's based on what has been going on in Cincinnati since the 80s. Yeah. So we've been doing it for a very long time and it's because we had a really strong history in the beginning. So Cincinnati history, whether it's building our own railroad yes. or if it's you know learning how to develop new medicines like we've had a like we have very old hospitals here yeah. too yeah. i have a story coming out i think tomorrow or monday i think i'm hoping it's tomorrow but that's about the local behavioral health um outpatient center that they've been providing mental health like counseling services since like the early 1900s which was way before anyone ever thought right. that our brains might be right. somewhat worth paying attention yeah, to. Yeah, 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 you know, yeah. maybe maybe a, a lobotomy isn't the only way right. to to cure some some blues. Um, I fantasize about a lobotomy all the time. <laughs> God. <laughs> so I yeah I think that Cincinnati's got 
did a lot of amazing things early on and also did some very fucking heinous and horrible of course things too. because it's human history and yeah. like you can't have the good without the bad but yeah like i living in, in prospect hill like this is a super historic neighborhood i love to hear about like how it got started like who was living on the hill mount adams i'm like mm-hmm. what's the story there like why was that developed we i know that prospect hill people mm-hmm. kind of settled here to get up away from the dirt and d- the disease yeah. of the city. So that's why it's called Prospect Hill because all the rich people were like, we got to get out. We're going to go oh, up on I this I thought it hill. was just because when I look out your window, I'm like, I feel like I'm in succession, like looking yeah. out at my own domain. Yeah. I'm like, I'm in Prospect yeah. Hill. Yeah. <laughs> that's truly how I feel. That's yeah. Really, but yeah, that's where the name came from because they just were like, had to get out of the city. But like just stuff like that. I'm like, I want to know it all because mm-hmm. I feel very connected in that oh. way. Once you like know about just what came before you, I feel like you can get that like grounding connection to your space. And yeah. that's important to me. I think so. And I think that's really what, a, what the city's and perspective was. And for don't this make apology. those past mistakes. Yes, like, let's grow their, from our past. Yeah. That was their big perspective. And I think it's, it is interesting. And I think that having something that's like on that record is, is it's good. And someone that's asked, good. Yeah. someone asked Scotty Johnson, like, well, why wasn't this done five years ago, 10 years ago? Yeah. What was the ago? timing? He, and he just, straight up he said I wasn't here five years ago I wasn't here 10 years ago like I'm here yeah. now and I'm it was my idea to like make oh, this happen wow okay so, so it's truly like this it yeah like, he brought time. he brought this um I mean he's he's a he's a black council member and he brought this to the mayor and he said that I brought it to the mayor I told him the facts and the mayor was just like yeah let's yep let's apologize I mean he had known about it but to know the extent and I think knowing that there's people who are obviously still alive yeah who went through it it's yeah. like it, it, and like it, the least we can do absolutely sort of thing. I mean it's true it's quite literally the least yeah and so <laughs> yeah. let's find ways that we can do some more yeah 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 and I think having wow, the apology also helps to educate people in general about what happened. I would have never known yeah and so now that we know whenever you see policies or initiatives or, or funds and you're like okay well you can ask yourself well, how is this going to help the west end how yeah. is this going to help people who are you know descendants of those who are kicked out of the west end yeah it's good to know yeah totally mm-hmm. i love that oh my gosh madeline you're <laughs> spreading such great amazing knowledge to us it's it's so it's so interesting and that, but then i get so sad but then i get so uh that's why i i write things sometimes at work every now and then that are just like silly like well yeah pop culture things just to keep myself sane yeah um no which... let's let's that's a beautiful transition let's transition yeah. to the fun <laughs> also this is like we're talking about like cincinnati history like this is like about to like make cincinnati oh history my God, I know. and we're talking about the eras tour <laughs> with taylor with our lord and savior taylor swift yes Yes, Miss Swift is coming. This will be actually be my first Taylor Swift concert. This is my second Taylor Which Swift concert. Which was your first? I went in 2011 in Columbus. So that was what, like, Speak Now? Yeah, and that's what she's about to re-release. Yes. Yes, that would have been Speak Now. Yes. Absolutely. Yes, Speak Now. So, and, I, and like, thinking back on that concert compared to this concert. First, it was, <laughs> oh it was not at a stadium. It was at... Uh, shit, I can't remember, like, the venue in Columbus, but I, I don't even remember what it was. But, yeah. like, I mean, it was obviously, like, big. And we had, like, I think I got tickets, like, 
the day before or the day of, or maybe a, or a week or two. Like, you know, it was like not something that was like super planned. I think that I paid 60 to $70 for a ticket. And again, I was like, we were high up there, but I wore like a, a, I wore jean shorts and a striped (laughs) t-shirt. Very 2011. I love it. And now I bought a ticket when it went to tickets go on sale. Oh, like, in January, like it, like it, a, that time is a blur because it was. I felt like it was like a, a just like it was a long time ago. Maybe it, it was. It was. It was February. A, it might have been February. I think it was. It might have been February. Okay, so yeah. bottom obviously like the and I didn't even buy them. I had a friend that was like on Ticketmaster, like worked his magic, was on all day, stressing out. Like oh yeah, grabbed four tickets. We had gone in as a group to be like okay here's our budget. Like mm-hmm. we knew that they were going to be pricey. We're like, okay, it's, we're going to, we want, we want relatively good seats. Mm-hmm. We're not willing to spend over X amount. Mm-hmm. And well, fuck, I'll just say, how, like, we're not going to spend over $500. Right. Okay. Like, yeah. Respectful. And like, this is me and, and two, my two friends, Jamie and Kyle, who like, we are like Swifties, right? Mm-hmm. Swifties, 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 praise be. I'm, I, Folklore like got me through such I think all of us like folklore is really is deeply magical album like forever it will be it will absolutely forever be and it It, was and also the fact that Aaron Dessner worked on it made me feel so much fucking pride because he's from Cincinnati yes and I was just like this is ours yes yes this is ours totally totally that was just such like chef's kiss thing so i know that sounds like an insane an insane amount of money for a concert ticket and i at the time too thought like that's an ins- like that's the highest we'll go right like yeah. you know we ended up over that amount because he's like i just he's like i these are four i bought them well because whatever. it's what, whatever's available because Whatev- when you're right. logging on a ticket master you get what you get right so at the time i was like okay well i mean we got tickets and yeah. everyone else was like didn't have tickets and we had tickets i'm like all right well this is a fucking like plane ticket to South America that I could. What did you end up spending? I think I think like six fifty. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Which but is you know sickening. What? It's but it's it's gonna be but one of the best nights. Of it's your gonna be life. one of the best nights of my entire life. But it is still sickening. I know. But think. you'll be so happy. You and did it. okay, so yes, I know. I know. Mm-hmm. I'll be so happy. I did it. I, it's already been paid for. So it's like okay, that money is just like yep. gone. Yep. Whatever. But. I, I don't know if I will ever, if I will spend that much money on a concert ticket again. I don't think you will we'll have even want to because no. nothing will compare. No, I, not, I wouldn't spend that much money. No, I won't do it again. But it's going to be great. The, the outfit, like I had my outfit planned from, you know, a couple months ago. I'm like half finishing touches. I'm getting my fucking makeup done for this. Yes. Like this is going to be... Yeah. Prime time. This is a like Supreme our event. Met Gala, Truly. and the theme is Taylor Swift. Truly, it really is. It's like a masquerade. I I wrote like a silly little. I normally don't write anything like this for work, but I wrote because um, basically my boss was like, I don't really know if anyone else who can write this, but yeah. I need you. She's like, I need. It's called our sound advice column. Yes, I am not a music writer at all, but when it comes to, I'm like, I can write about this. Yeah. So um, I basically was like, I'm just gonna. I wrote about the the basically kind of giving context to what my prediction is for okay. her okay. 
one of her surprise songs. Okay, what do you think it is? Okay, so for a long time, I thought one of the surprise songs would probably be something from either Folklore or Evermore. Oh, I hope so, so bad. I know, <laughs> I, I, and I still think it's very possible. There's two per night, so it's totally possible. <sighs> um, and I imagine, you know, we're. Gonna, I, I was even predicting, I'm like, what if the whole national comes out? Like, like I will perish. Because that's their hometown boys. I know. And I know that they oh are. Oh, my God. What if they sang the Alcott? They just, have you listened to the Nationals' new album? I've, I've listened to, I, I, I've listened to only part of it. The one that I do, the Tropic Morning News is when I oh. listen to work on my way to work all the time. It's such a beautiful album. Oh, I, wait, no, we're talking about the one with Taylor Swift, though, right? Yeah, yes. yeah the Alcott yes. is her song. Yes. And the, yeah. Oh, my God. What if they do that? That would be, that would be great. I I will cry. I'm just going to cry the whole time. Like, I, don't, I, I can't, like, drink. I can't do drugs. Like, I no, can't do I know. anything. I need to be fully present. I know. I know. I'm just straight I'm just going to cry. So I'm going to be, like, I'm going to be, like, Taylor Swift fearless era level sober for yes. this. Yeah. Um, and it, it will still, I'll still be under the influence of the moment. Ecstasy. It's, pure ecstasy. And I'm going with my my best friend from high school. Amazing. Who's, it's just, like, a perfect, like, yes. vibe you situation to yes. go with. You, you know have to mean? have the right person and that's if you're paying that if you're oh. I mean it, no matter what seat you have it's expensive so mm-hmm. like these days going to a concert is supreme privilege mm-hmm. supreme it's like you're going to like a you have to it's, it's be super wealthy to afford to go to a fucking concert well and it's like, I think because also some of these concerts are getting I mean this is literally in Paycor Stadium it's like how much yes. does it cost to go to a Bengals game like I I for the longest time thought going to a Bengals game I've never was been like to a Bengals game I thought that it was like the same ticket price as like a Reds game and no I, I, if I had to guess I have no idea but if I had to guess right now how much a Bengals ticket was for like not a playoff game whatever I would say like 250 I think that's the, the cheapest the cheapest yeah that you can get yeah yeah, it's very expensive for just like wow. a game, for just like right. a game. And I, I, I always, I don't know what it is, but I always saw with the Reds game, I'm like, oh, you can get a pretty decent like Reds ticket, like 30 bucks, you know? <laughs> or if you really just want to like drink and have fun, you can get like a nosebleed seat sure. for like nothing. I like remember $5. when we used to go the summer between freshman year of college and sophomore year of college, <clears throat> it was like the last summer I was kind of home and we would go to Indians games mm. and... Uh, are they still called the Indians? No, they're not. They're not. They're, <laughs> as soon as I said it, I'm like, this is wrong. <laughs> no, my uh, my husband. What are they called? Is a big. They're called. They're just. They're. Oh fuck! What is it? It's um, it's like a weird name, and my husband is screaming in the back of my head right now. It's the well, they're the they replaced that the logo of it used to be fucking Jacobs Field. The, of the Wahoo, or they called oh, it. Oh yeah, the, Chief Wahoo. The, Chief Wahoo. They replaced that logo with just like this very like you know, stately C, like just like, it's just like a oh, C. Oh, okay, like a Cleveland And they're C. the, um, it's the, it's like a. Someone is screaming it's like a right It's like a non-thing. It's, it's, it's like not like a mascot of like a, it's okay. not like an animal or right. a, oh, I'm sorry, a race of people. Yeah. It's not that they're the, um, not the, oh, if I don't like look this up right now, I swear to God. But when I, we used to go to Cleveland baseball games, we would pay $7 for like oh, a yeah. certain, like a certain night. It was like, you know, whatever. And we, that was like, was our activity. We would go up to Cleveland and like drink and like, yeah. we, I don't even remember. I was like totally 
purely social but oh yeah oh no for sure it's just like it's we have, almost like, like you being... guys from cleveland we would meet yeah that, it's like, like weren't our high school friends and not our college friends oh my gosh yeah, i so i remember fun. at the reds games they had they used to have they don't have it anymore but they used to have a section it was after the second inning you could go and you could get two dollar hot dogs yes yes and they don't have it anymore oh. and i went to a game for the first time in a long time i actually went to i think a game or two while i was pregnant and i was because oh. i told logan i was like yeah, I'm like, I'm very social and I can go to like bars and stuff like while I was still pregnant, like a little early on yeah. and still have fun without yeah. Like, drinking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I was like, but I, I can't do that all the time. Like I need something else, like an activity. Like let's yes. go to a Reds game. Yeah. And I was like, let's go to Reds game because I'm going to eat so yeah, many fucking yeah, hot dogs. Yeah, delicious nachos, pizza, let's do skyline. It. Everything. And so then I get there and I'm walking around. I'm looking for the $2 section. And I kept, I kept going up to people and be like, do you know where the $2 section is? Uh-uh. You, and they're like, they're like, you haven't been here since I, 2002. I lady. looked at this, uh, <laughs> finally got to this one like section of these people. And I was like, do you know where the $2 section is? And they looked at me like I was the ghost of Christmas past. Mm-hmm. They looked mm-hmm. at me like, there, it was like they wanted to escort to me to my seat like okay grandma like let's go right. sit down right let's go see the team the they're the cleveland guardians the guardians the guardians yes yes um uh, whatever i don't know what they're guarding but no i don't know um okay but wait the taylor surprise songs okay what so do you this think is my are? this is what oh, i'm thinking God. Adeline. so i think that one of the four songs i here's my thing two I, per night two per night and they're all they're di- there will be different each night Yes. Okay. And they don't repeat. The only songs that I think she's said so far in her tour that she would repeat, um, I think she, I think it was, it might have been um, Death by a Thousand Cuts, she oh, said, because she, she messed up one. the, she messed up the lyrics she said, which I'm like, girl, we don't care. No one knows. No one cares. I mean, we do know. We but. know, but like also you <laughs> don't can care. do whatever you want yeah. and punch me in the face. I would Seriously. love that actually. Push me down the stairs. But um, she said she might re- repeat that. But other than that, uh, I looked through the list of songs that like haven't been done or the songs that have, that been, have done. been done. It's um, And so I think... I think because it has been 13 years since she's performed in Cincinnati, 13. Wow. And the last time she did perform here was when she released Speak Now. Okay. And it will be one week out from her releasing Speak Now when oh she God. performs here. Okay. So I think, I think she's going to perform Dear John. I think she's going to perform Dear John. That's a great prediction. And I think that... It is going to probably be the loudest, the loudest sing-along that that stadium has ever heard. Because the bloodlust for John Mayer right now with the re-release oh, yeah. is huge. Yeah. It's going to be way bigger than with Jake Gyllenhaal. Oh. Way bigger. Because Jake Gyllenhaal, like, that was, you know, that was a classic American teenager heartbreak breakup. Yeah. For sure. I mean, he was older, though. He was older, but he wasn't, yeah. like, John fucking Mayer older. John Mayer no. older was, he was... Like, what, like 13, 14 years older than totally. her? Totally. I had, like, such an affinity for her relationship with John Mayer. Like, mm. I, was, I, mean, I mean, with uh, Jake Gyllenhaal, like, I was, like, so about it and, like, loved them so much. But then later to hear that, like, he always goes after, like, that type of young girl. Like, even now, his yeah. girl. And I'm like, 
okay, so there's been no evolution for you. There's been no really like growth thing happening here. Some Leonardo DiCaprio and like, shit. Yeah, and like you do a really good job of portraying yourself as this like all American, like cute little boy in a baseball hat, but like yeah. maybe you're not like that. No. I looked up the age difference. He was eight years older than her, which I think at that age time, that is a lot. That's steep. Yeah. That is very steep. But John Mary, you're right. And, yeah, that's and he a was lot. like known to be a bad boy. Yes. Like we kind of like but at least he's got like dead eyes. Yeah. You know? I he's yeah, just I'm that not snake. John, I mean I'm I like John Mayer's music sometimes, but like his a fan of him, no, not really. No. Don't think he's hot. Not no. like doesn't do it for me. No. No. No, 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 no. Yeah, no. So I think that So I, okay, Dear John, you think is one. I do. I'm I will say what I hope is one of the surprise songs. I'm really, 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 really hoping. In fact, I think I would I think that I will have a stroke oh. if she plays Afterglow oh. is one of my favorites. It's my favorite off of Lover, and I think it's just in a stadium setting would yeah. just be so good. Um, but I mean honestly, I'm very happy with what she has been performing for from folklore in her set list already. Like I, I have no idea. I have I You've do, been avoiding set lists. I've been avoiding set lists. That's prob that's probably smart. That's um, probably smart. Okay, so I'm looking at folklore right now. I mean hopes, What are you most excited love. for from folklore? August. Like I Yeah. I'm gonna lose it. Um does she play Mirrorball? I think that might have been a surprise just song like, one night that's already happened yeah okay um oh my god just like all of them i don't know like i'm not okay i'll tell you i'm i would not i don't want her to play mad woman she's already played it as a surprise, surprise song. song good mm -hmm. um betty i actually think she might have done betty very recently okay i'm also so i'm like i'm like one toe in trying to avoid the set list I and know. one toe out trying to keep right, up right 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 it's hard yeah i i've just decided I, i'm like, like if a I kid see peeking any, at my christmas presents if i see anything online i or like on instagram i just skip 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 skip, skip. i don't want to know mm -hmm. i don't want to know yeah i, just I like peek show a little bit and, like, and i'm like and i scroll away yeah Hoax, I would love to hear hoax. Ooh, I fucking love hoax. That's such a good one. It's so good. The one, I mean, all of them. Evermore, she already play Happy. I don't know if she has. That will make me ball my eyes out. I think that's about her friend Abigail's divorce. Mm. Evermore is like all about her She did Cowboy Like Abby. Me already, which makes me sad, but oh, also like she did yeah. it she did it with Marcus Mumford who came on stage okay. to surprise, which I'm like okay. that's that's super fair. It would be amazing if she came out if the national came out, they did Coney Island. I Could you die. imagine? <laughs> I would die. I'd be like imagining our like shitty I little will, Coney Island that we have I here. Know. <laughs> and I love that song. That song is so, so special so, and precious so, so to good. me. It's so good. With Taylor Swift, I always, from the dawn of time since I've started listening to her albums, like I just have people that I associate. Yes. So like this one's for this person. This mm -hmm. is this person's. This is this person's. Like how can you not? It's the like nature the of her music and Yeah, what that's you why do. it's so powerful. It's self-portrait art, so you immediately look at yourself. I mean, that's yeah. that's the case for like obviously a lot of music, but there's something about the Taylor Swiftness of it, I think that the um Taylor Swiftness of it. It's like I think part of it is that she as like a vocalist is simple compared yeah. to some artists. Like she doesn't have like the range. Yeah. And the, and the, the emphasis of her art is more on the words that she's saying. The story she tells. And, and so I think that for people growing up with her, like we did, yeah. you know, we were able to, we had an accessible tool to uh -huh. process our feelings. Totally. And 
that I think is valuable. It's super valuable to have. For today, I use it as a tool to process (laughs) my feelings as a 35 year old. Yeah. I mean, and I think that the, sometimes I feel a little disconnected from the like overall fandom of it. One, because I, I almost feel some part of me feels like I'm almost a little too old for it. But then another part of me is like, this feels so personal and yeah. intimate to me. In fact, when I'm going to this concert, I, I'm, I'm, I'm getting over the fact that I'm not going to be the only one there. I feel like, you know what I mean? Like I will be though. I think exactly. I will, you know what I mean? Like, I think we all, it will be a stadium full I, of people just like, we're all going to be alone together. Yeah, we're, yes. Yes. Um, yes. I am, I'm hoping to, I'm trying not to think about it too much because I know that I will get my heart broken, but we have been, the, since the tour was announced and we found out she's coming to Cincinnati, we have been relentlessly trying to get media credentials sure. for concert photography sure. or whatever we can get. Really, right? We need to cover like this yeah. is huge. Coming this is to what, Cincinnati. Yeah, yeah. And we keep trying to emphasize to Taylor Taylor's people, to Paycor, to everyone that we're like we're a like music publication. Yeah, like as like a huge arm of our our operation. Yeah. What we do. And this is going to be music history. Yes. And we need to be there. Yeah. And this wouldn't be a problem if it were anywhere and right. anyone else. But because it was Taylor Swift, everything was so locked down. Lockdown. Paycor, I will say, was has been impossible to work with. Wow. Like they just are like, listen, they're like, not our not our game. Go talk to Taylor. And we're like, okay, that's that's so easy. Yeah, sure. <laughs> we did eventually, which I will give my editor-in-chief Ashley like such props because I thought I was a good investigative Swifty mm-hmm. and I could not find any good contact info beyond the like general email for her music label you know what I mean and so she managed to track down her publicist's email um and so we reached out and we asked like what this deal is and they did respond oh wow which when she told me that I was like I'm gonna fucking throw up just tell me right now okay she said and which is even harder she said that they said we will issue like media credentials to the people who are selected like one week out from the show oh my god so I'm hoping 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 that for the wow. second night the Saturday night yeah that I you're can, going the first night I'm going first night yeah I'm hoping for night two I can go and just I can't I can't even fantasize about it I, I, I know, will pass like, out I know when I start to think about it I can't feel my arms I know you like truly can't go there I had my the fucking my fucking bitchy ass friend who went in to Chicago, the Chicago show. Ugh. And he's just a complete little shit. He texted me and he was like, do you know Taylor's really sick right now? Like she's sicker than a dog because she's not resting. And like, it's why like- How he, does he know that? I don't know. He may actually just be completely <laughs> fucking with me, but he was like, so like, when do you see her? Like, oh is it my God. Soon? I'm like, fuck off. He's like, I saw an Alka-Seltzer wrapper on the floor. Fine. It must've been her. She has time to recover. Like, please, please, please. Everyone pray for Taylor. She so needs that. a goddamn nap. She has Truly, been doing these. Like, I can't, be- I can't, insane. I- he said the Chicago show, he was like three hours. Like she is nonstop. She mm-hmm. never misses a beat. She's completely on. And like, what? One right after the other. Well, and then I think it was the Nashville show, right, where they had to delay for rain over right. and over. Oh, and over she again. sang in the rain like multiple times. And it was like pouring, pouring rain. rain, pouring, pouring, pouring rain. Yeah, and that's that was the night they did the woulda, coulda, shoulda of a special um. song, which that I, from what I can tell from the algorithms, that has been the most like 
viral, virally shared special song from her tour so far. Wow. One, because it's a song that everyone just loves from Midnight's. Yeah. Yeah. Two, is because it's very clearly about John Mayer and that song is coming out. Right. Or that, the, that album's being re-released soon. Right. And it was in the pouring rain. Yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, God. I so I, I just, I don't know. I, I'm trying not to get my hopes up too much for the whole media aspect. Because if, if I could dance around that stage with a camera and take pictures of Taylor Swift all night... <laughs> I'm it. jumping in the river that's afterward. There's it. no point in me existing yeah, no, anymore. That's it. That's the end. That's, that's it. I will. I will throw my SD card to my editor and yeah. be like, "See ya." Yeah, I'm, I'm out. done. Nothing will ever be there. Yep. I will forever be searching for this high and never be I able to find it. I have fulfilled my purpose. Yes, 100. Totally. It makes me think of when I was in when I was in Austin. I got my hopes up way too much for something once. It was the most random thing oh. in the world. And I was so, I was physically ill with heartbreak after it didn't happen. There was, and Austin, everyone's connected into the entertainment industry and like yeah. a weird, it's like a little mini LA. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, a lot of my friends were people who worked in film. Uh, we were all trying to work in film. And so we, uh, some of them would be like, oh, I'm going to go work on this one thing as doing this random job, or I'm going to go be on uh, like The Walking Dead, or I'm going to do this or whatever. And then my friend who she did a lot of set design for various films and commercials and stuff, her, one of her uh, connections was like, hey, I've been put in charge of trying to arrange transportation for um, this person who's coming to town from Austin to Houston. They need a ride and they can't fly. I can't remember why it was that they couldn't fly. It was something about I don't know. I really don't remember. But when I found out who it was, I was like, oh, it's probably because she has a bunch of weed. She doesn't want to take on a flight. Oh, my God. And it was Alana Glazer. And my friend, who's one of my very good friends at the time, I told her, I said, I will pay for the rental car. Yeah. Because we didn't have cars. <laughs> We didn't have fucking cars. And I, she, when she got that email, we immediately emailed back and said, absolutely, we have a car and we can do that yeah, anytime, no, no 100%. Yeah, and yeah, we're, yeah. we were going there anyway. Like, yeah. It's, you know, yeah. yeah. I, I go there all the time. Uh-huh. And she was like, okay, cool. Like, let me go ahead and just like let her know and get things set up. And I was like Shitting spinning out, up. spinning yeah. out. I was like, here's this person who I fucking love so much. And I could just have a road. I, if I were, if you were someone were to ask me this, like before, hey, who would your dream road trip partner be? It, I mean, like I'm like probably Alana Glazer. Wow. You know what I mean? Wow. Or fucking, I, I don't, Alana Glazer. Yeah, I really yeah, can't yeah. imagine a better person <laughs> like to do this it. with. And uh, when so then it was like the last minute, like before it was gonna happen. I was like about to rent a car, and I was like, I'm getting us something good. Yeah, I'm getting yeah, us like yeah, a convertible or something. Yeah. Um, and they her agent or whatever responded and said, oh, well, her husband surprised her and flew down and is renting a car. How nice. Okay. And I was so... My, my, like, my, like, serotonin dip was so bad. Just, like, deflated like a balloon. Ugh. Because I also kind of was like, what if this changes my life? What if I make You become friends with her and, like, You know what I mean? Or even if, like, I don't know. Like, it's just You went on a fantasy. Yeah. And now you're doing the same with Taylor. But you're not letting yourself go there. I try not to. Don't let yourself go there. <laughs> I try not to. But like, to. be optimistic. Yeah. Okay, wait. So what's the other other two surprise songs? That you I think? really do think that there will be something from Speak Now, whether it's Dear John or something else. Okay. Um, the only thing that's on the 
actual set list from Speak Now routine. There's only one. That's weird. I know. It's Enchanted, which is like <gasps> yes, fucking my favorite. A dazzling, my favorite, perfect. My favorite, my favorite. So, such a good song. I, I just want to just like run to that song at the fucking Urban Active in Columbus it's, after I went tanning yeah. and just stand <laughs> stare at like one brick on the wall and I was like so depressed because I graduated college and was yeah. like living in the real world and I would just like put this fucking song on repeat yeah. and like yeah <laughs> just like it's so good cry. it stands up to this day it feels like a yeah. song that could have even been on like lover even you know yes, what I mean it yes, feels yes, yes. it has like that it was elevated for her at the time it was yeah. it was and I think it's because it had because it, it was you know a, allegedly about the guy from Al City I think it had some of that Al City oh sparkle God. to yes, it, it you know did. she really is we very good yes she's really good I think at working in styles of music into yeah. the people she's writing about we saw yeah. that with reputation with yeah. the beats and everything that you know she was talking about with Kanye yeah um so I think that that song is is so unique in that it has that Owl City sparkle it feels both very indicative of that time but somehow yes. timeless yes so I'm totally. very happy that we're gonna see that but beyond that from speak now I mean I also think that we could see a better than revenge okay maybe because I think that when she re-records that I think she I think she has Haley Williams on there with her. Oh, interesting. I know that they released the I tried to not even look at the um track list of the re-record because I just like to like listen to it all yeah, and be yeah, surprised yeah. in the moment. Yeah, but yeah, I know yeah. Haley Williams is on it. Wow. Okay. And it feels like a very Haley Williams song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Agreed. You Agreed. Know? Oh my god, we'll just have to see. I know. But I was looking to see um about like hotel prices. I wonder like Airbnbs right now. It makes I, me want to rent out my house. I almost was thinking, I yeah. was like this might be the time. I mean, it's too late now. And like, yeah. I don't, I can't even imagine the work that would involve, yes. but still. Like. Oh no, I know it's I, between that and the Reds game. I, I just think that the entire downtown space is going to be like pulsing. Yeah. Like it's good. Like there's, there's going to, you know, when cars drive with their like bass really loud and you can yeah. like, see the car, like that's what the city's going to be doing. Absolutely. Like it's going to be moving. It's going to feel, it's going to be way more overpopulated than what this day was, but it's going to feel like, I'll never forget the day that the Bengals went to the Super Bowl. Oh yeah. And I remember walking down the street. Oh yeah. Um, and there were cars that were like, had painted all over their cars, yeah. like tiger stripes. And yeah. everyone was playing that Guns N' Roses of song, course. Welcome to the Jungle, as loud as they could. Of course. Everyone was looking at one another and just like, yeah. And I just remember being like, fuck yes. Oh my God, I know. It was so electrifying. Oh, it was so, so exciting. And I feel like that's, I don't know. I feel like I'm going to get some of those same vibes. It's going to be like, everyone's on the same team. Everyone's in the same boat. Yeah. Everyone's here for Everyone Taylor. is fucking so happy. Um, what's, do you have things that are going on? Like I know, for instance, I think that um, Q102 is doing a Taylor gate. Oh, like, so, so here's the thing. If we, if we had four oh, concert, I like <laughs> City Beat. The thing is that we have such a small staff that when it comes to something like this, we're like, we're not organizing something because we're all on our own journey. Yeah, yeah, trying yeah. to like navigate. This. Everyone will be on their own individual journey. Exactly. I think I would. I think I want to tail. I want to tail. You absolutely game. should. I think that it, that's something that even if on Saturday night I don't have. The media credentials. I'm still. Gonna I'm going to go, go down to Taylor Gate because it's going to just be like a huge, mm -hmm. fucking outdoor party, and you get to listen Fuck, to I need Taylor an Swift. Outfit for night two. I Damn still it. need to figure out my outfit for night one because I, as a mom, can't fucking do anything. I'm so lucky if I remember to brush my teeth before I leave the house. Yeah. So to put an outfit together is insane. Yeah. But what I am kind of thinking. Tell me what you think. I'm like, okay, I want to do something that's like somewhat like 
subliminal, uh-huh. but also like, I'm, I'm like, do I want to like really lean into the glitz and glam or do I want to uh-huh. go with the message? And I was thinking, mm-hmm, what mm-hmm. if I got a white dress, even if it's just like from the thrift, okay. but I spilled wine on it. Okay, so it's like the yes. wine stained dress I can't wear anymore. Yes, I love you know that. I, mean? I love that. People have been getting super like oh. weird and creative. I now I've like that I'm saying it. I can't think of anything. Oh, else I, I, my favorite that I saw was the girl that was from, um, it was from folklore. It was <laughs> the key lime green dog. Yes. She had uh, puppy ears and she was like painted green all over. I she love really leaned into it. I love these people. There was uh, my friend, um, one of my best friends, Trista Pruitt, and uh, she's in Chattanooga and she and her sister went and her sister wore, she was just like the roof from the house in the cardigan video. She was just oh covered God. in moss. Oh my God. Like head to toe in moss. Like it, it's just, there's no end to no, what you can truly, do truly there is no end my one of my other favorites was seeing there's a guy that wore he was graduate he was a, a master's degree tailor or doctorate tailor yeah he wore a full graduation like nyu graduation garb like she did when she gave her her speech oh my gosh i want to see like ball gowns i want to see like the <sighs> red ball gown i want to see a purple ball gown yeah like, that could be a good thing just like bust out your old prom dress or like truly, go get an old prom dress truly yeah truly oh. You should look at Mannequin. I should. And see what they have. They've had yeah. some like fun stuff in the window. But I wonder, like, I'm really interested to see like that week if the city is like, it's Taylor week. Like for me, like I want it to be Taylor week. I'm pretty sure that, oh, I think when this episode comes out, it will have already passed. So I'm not even going to say it. But um, yeah, I want to like make the full week. Like what can we do I to know. prep and celebrate? This is once in a lifetime opportunity. I'm never again spending this much money on a concert ticket. No. Like we're fucking doing it i think i I'm, we're going to assemble a kind of a guide of things like if you didn't get taylor tickets here's what else you can yes. do kind of of a thing because there's so much going on i mean even yeah. like spruce has on yes. their taylor my sister booked me an appointment for mother's day to get a taylor a taylor swift manicure at spruce oh my God. and it's like um i'm like I, I i can't even wrap my head around uh how many different things I know, how you can tailorify anything yes, tailorify anything and um i know the zoo the cincinnati zoo is doing um 13 tickets for people who have it sh- wow. can show taylor I, I think even if you wear taylor swift like shirt or something they just give you a 13 ticket for and it's like through the rest of the month it's Damn. taylor month for the zoo it is you know so we're going to do a roundup of different things. Okay, I think good. there's going to be there's going to be a drag show. I know. I think it's at Birdcage. I, I'm going to check in with Bloom OTR because they're always really creative with that stuff too. Yep. So we're going to put all the drag stuff out there for yep. sure. Because um, I mean like, hell fucking yeah, you can't see Taylor Swift. Go see a Taylor Swift drag show. I know. And I hope that local businesses and like bars will really lean in mm-hmm. and like fucking play Taylor Swift yeah. and like just like be about it. Yeah, why not? Like embrace it. It's like... It's it, it we're it's just, like the circus has come to town. The circus <laughs> has come to town. <laughs> but it's, it's Taylor Swift. It's like a um I think I said this in my piece, but it was like it's like a has the intimacy of like a one woman show, the kind that you'd see in like a dusty little like you know, off, off, off Broadway stage where she's up there doing, I mean, there's like when she does tolerate it, I think in eras, she's like setting a table. Like it's very theatrical Uh in certain ways, but at the same time, it's also insanely high production value, high glitz, high glamour. Like it's a Vegas residency, right? you know? So it has taking it to stadiums, all of it. I'm so excited. I'm, I'm, I'm I, I can't even, I, I almost need it to be over so I can, move on with my life. (laughs) 
no, you know what? I said that about Scandaval, and then now that Scandaval's over, I'm in this space of like, okay, what's next? What's so Scandaval? No, Madeline, no. No. Oh my gosh. I thought you were saying, I thought you were, wait, no. what is it? You don't know about the Vanderpump rules? Oh my God. No, listen. Okay. My, I don't. I mean, I, I'm a very aware with the. You're using my face right now. I know. Trust me. I know. <laughs> I feel like I'm on trial right now, but my boss, no, Ashley no Moore, she straight up would, we'd be in like the middle of a meeting and she would pause and be like, is anybody watching? And she would just explain yeah, it. Yeah, of course. I know. all we could t- talk about. And I was told this and I was like, all well, damn. Per- it was my personality. I want to catch way up. I've, I've been watching TikToks of people analyzing it. You're right. But you don't know. What's but I don't, but on. I'm drawn into the intrigue. Everyone's drawn in. Everyone's drawn in. Well, now it's over. So like. Yeah. And now it's kind of like, uh, at least I am left with somewhat of a bad taste in my mouth Mm. because the last kind of like bombshell information drop Mm. that we got was Raquel, the woman who was cheating on with her best friend's life partner. Um, We got like, just like her being kind of manic and like Mm. it fully coming through like this is a really troubled individual That's who that's has what like the, a lot of issues. That's what I was seeing online is that people were balancing between like, I'm loving this, but am I allowed to like, yeah, I, I, I always felt a little bit of an ick factor mm-hmm. because I was like, we're not hearing her side of the story. We're not hearing her side of the story. Yeah. Not like in a defending kind of way, but like, it just felt weird to be so like jump off a bridge and die yeah. when we don't, when we just haven't heard from her. Like she just disappeared. Yeah. And then to like get this, her basically like breaking down and being like, we've been lying even beyond us lying. Like even, you know, when we said we were done lying and telling the truth, we were lying. That's what people are saying. They're like, if you go back and watch, you have a whole new show to watch because you have, you understand these like time frames. It makes me want to watch it to be honest with you, but there's like a shit ton. Is there not? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a shit ton. But yeah, yeah, you just really see like how much she has been manipulated and probably love bombed and like truly how lost of a person she is. And I just, I, I just, I just felt bad truly like mm-hmm. for, and for someone to like make dis- decisions and lie like that and be so deceitful and she's, you know, 28, she's not necessarily young, but like not someone that has a huge amount of life experience. Yeah. And it just feels like, oh, you just got knocked way the fuck down. That's tough. It's tough. You know, it's tough. It's tough. But you you could just see it in herself. Like, this was not someone. One of the other cast members was like, we all, you know, signed up for reality TV. We know what it was going to bring. And we all assume that we're operating on a pretty level playing field. Mm. As in, like, you know what you signed up for. You're going to dish it. You're going to take it. This is a show. This is part of our job. And, like, now we're looking at someone that maybe is not on the same level playing field Mm. mentally that we are. And it's kind of like, I don't want to it doesn't feel the same to like go after you and bark at you because like you're not damn like the the entire like reality industry there was a a guy that I knew uh when I was living in Austin who he used to work it's very uh I guess not that 
terribly difficult to like end up and you're trying to get into the industry to work in reality TV because especially I think at that time there was just so much being produced and it's so quick and the turnover and the pay was kind of low and so like if you're starting out on production you want to do that go for it so he was working um, as I think he was just a PA but he was on Dance Moms oh wow Yeah. yeah and he said that it was so interesting watching the drama being engineered yes because um it would be his job to like with another guy go up to one of the moms and have he'd have like a like a tablet like an ipad and I would have like a video and be like, this is someone saying shit about you this other mom over here and make him watch it and then he's like what do you what do you think about that and the mom when she would say like oh well it's fine. I don't want to talk about it. Like I have no comment. Nope, whatever. Nope, nope, nope. They would be like, okay, well, not you know, you don't, you don't really have to do this. You know, like if you don't want to do this and get paid, like you don't have to, you know, be here. And so it's kind of like you don't have a choice. Like you yeah, have to. True. Oh no, truly, you. That's you, yeah. It's your yeah. job. Create drama. Find drama. Like that's what we want. But anyway, I am. Oh, I'm. Scandal's over. And so now I'm like looking for the next thing. So I'm not waiting for Taylor to be over. I'm enjoying, I'm enjoying the anticipation. Like I don't, you know, I still need to get some undergarments for my outfit. Uh, I need to order hair. You've got me so excited. I, you know what I almost, God, this is how you know I'm like losing it. I was like, do I need bangs for this show? I'm like, (laughs) but I'm like, first of all, I'm not going to cut them, but like, should I get some like clip on clip in bangs? Uh, when I tell you, I need to get cowboy boots. Yeah. When I told Logan, I was like, I think I might need to get clip in bangs for the Taylor Swift show. And he looked at me like I was speaking another language. He's like, I don't know what that means. And I have a feeling I wouldn't like it anyway. But like also I'm not, but also go off. Like he's like, this is, in fact, I uh, had, cause I wrote the Taylor Swift sound advice column when I was um, with my family on vacation and uh, right before I went to give it to my editor, I was like, hey, Logan, like, run your eyes over this really quick. I just want to know what you think. I do that sometimes yeah. if he's around. And normally he's, like, pretty good at gassing me up, being like, yeah. oh, yeah, this is good. Oh, yeah, or whatever, yeah, yeah, blah, yeah. blah, blah. He read it, and he was like, I mean, <laughs> I, 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 I guess. I don't really know what right. you're talking you, about. Yeah, truly. If you're not a Swifty, you're not a Swifty. No. I mean, and, and I'm not even really making, like, a ton of, like, references. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. I'm just, I'm, I think I'm just talking about Taylor Swift a lot more seriously than exactly. people exactly. who don't it's, like Taylor Swift think people should. Right. But I'm, you know, it's, 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 it's what it is. No. It's like one of those things, like, when you're in, you yeah. know it, and you yeah, can't explain it to nope. those who are on the You don't need out. to. I don't need to. I think she's truly like cilantro. Like how some people cilantro to them tastes like soap. Oh, and to some people cilantro. I love, cilantro. I love it. It's like a fresh. <laughs> I, I put it on, on everything. Yeah. It's Eggs, so good. Everything. You're everything. right. But there's some people where they're just like, I'm it's just not, not getting it. And it's like, yeah. it's like your cilantro. It's, it's just yeah. not clicking for you. And that's okay. That's okay. That's yeah. okay. But yeah, I'm really excited for what it's going to bring to the city, what the city's going to be like. Um, I did hear way back when that Aftab was going to present her the key to the city. Oh my God. So like, what's that going to be like is, do we have some sort of press conference for that? What's happening? Okay. I need to, I need to text Jack Willingham. Who's, uh, can you, we need, yeah, yeah, there, this was, this was a rumor. I heard it with my ears to the street. So we okay. need maybe some verification. Oh, or I'm so- writing it down right yeah. now for sure. <laughs> I'm going to be like, I'm going to need to follow along and be there for like journalistic purposes to be able to document this and make sure it happened. Uh, yeah. You know, the city, for the city record. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Key to the city. I also yeah. know that Joe Burrow has mentioned that he might stop by and I'm, it makes me think like, okay, so like, 
any of the Bengals players then, like, they can just, like, waltz in. It's Paycor Stadium. It's their home. Like, it's their you, office. Uh, can they? Can they? And I like, imagine I, Joe Burrow at I least heard, can. I heard that there's, like, a, there's like separate tents. There's, like, a family tent for her if she has, like, family or whatever mm-hmm. visiting. And then there's, like, a celeb tent. Okay, that's, that's where we've like, been seeing in the videos. That's where the celebs have been. And it's the most – the thing that's funny is that it's the most random celebrities that are put together. And it's small. Like, it's not – it's smaller than this – like room oh, right here. Shit. It's small. And you'll see, I think there was like one show where it was like, um, uh, it was like, uh, what's her name? Emma Stone. And then like, uh, Mark Ruffalo or someone oh God, or funny. some, someone like that. I don't know. It's like the most random like group of people. So I think that it'll be very interesting to see like, who are the celebs coming to Cincinnati yes. for the Taylor Swift show? Right. Like maybe, yeah, maybe like local, like Bengals type of people uh-huh. or like, I don't know what other celebrities do we have here? I don't, I think that I'm it could be, tent, it so. could be anyone from anywhere because uh, like I said, it's like, I imagine celebrities still are kind of like, I got, take what I can get yeah. because I'm sure the tickets are limited for everyone. If True. anything, this has been a, a great equalizer. Yeah. It really yeah. has been. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Damn. Well, Madeline, this has been such a delight. Thank you so much. Thank I've you. learned so much. You've got me even more hyped for Taylor than I have oh. been. And I can't wait to see like the roundup. Me the too. List, the roundup. Yeah, I'm excited to put that together. And then the two stories that we talked about, are those published on City Beat Yeah, now? you can You've find got, them okay, on City cool. Beat's website. You can check them out on my Instagram and my Twitter. Excellent. My Instagram is just my first and last name, which is Madeline Fenning, M-A-D-E-L-I-N-E-F-E-N-I-N-G. Um, right. And so, yeah, follow along on Instagram so I can keep you up to date on some yep. things. And then, of course, also City Beat, which is just City Beat Cincy. Uh, and that's our the handle on both Instagram and Twitter. And uh, yeah, you'll be able to find that. And then I'll, of course, keep everyone posted about the updates with Norfolk Southern. Yes. Hopefully get that interview lined up with the actual rail giant. And then also with the board who, this mysterious board. Yeah. That's in charge of our lives a little bit. Damn. Mm-hmm. Damn, damn, damn. Well, thank you so much, listeners. Thank you. Um, hopefully see you at Taylor or any of the Taylor festivities. Thanks so much for listening. Love you. Bye. Oh, 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 oh,